Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, we are talking with Dennis Fabian, who I know your title is like global manager of the business <laughs> of except like anyways, but I would just like to say he is a string guru, badass for head tennis. So that's where I'm going to start. Welcome, Dennis. Thanks for joining. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michelle, for the introduction. That sounds fun. I hope I can I can live up to the expectation that you just put out. Um, for sure. And we have previously recorded an episode with you, and that one was very well received by our audience. And I will link it to this episode as well. But if anyone wants to listen to that before they listen to this one, it's called Did Someone Say Champagne Strings? And we talked all about the Lynx Tour strings, which that was now two years ago. And that has quickly become a favorite string, not only amongst us at Tennis Warehouse and the playtest team, but amongst many players out there. So love to hear like the feedback and see how well that string has done since we, we chatted. But today, I think we're going to chat about another string that might quickly become the favorite of many but before we get into any details, let's just check in with you. How's everything going in your world? You're at BNP Paribas Open right now. How's everything on site? How's the string room? Yeah, it's um, it's interesting these days. I mean, it's my first trip since India Wells last year because due to the pandemic, we weren't really able to travel anywhere and like uh, nobody wanted to also take any risk. Now that like we're like at least myself and uh, everyone else in the team is also vaccinated and things. We were able to travel again, which which is great. Like I have just spent time at the Labor Cup in Boston, where I used uh, like our new stringing machine. Uh, now I'm here at the BMP uh, Paribas, and it's it's going really well. Like we see um, we see all the players again. They are happy to see us again. We we have a great stringer team, mainly all based or like coming out of the U.S. So we made this year the decision to bring in stringers that are. Uh, located in North America to reduce uh, any risk in planning because at the time when you need to get confirmation from from stringers, not, it hasn't been really clear how the travel restrictions would impact. So we made that decision. We 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 really got a good team together, and like we we see again an increase in rackets coming in. It's it's a bit crazy the first couple of days. Mm-hmm. Also, since the tournament has made some adjustments in terms of now that it's a full player. Table, so uh, on on men and women's side, so like it's it's a lot, but uh, the team is the team is rocking and rolling. Nice. Um, maybe just give an overview of what it's like to be in a stringing room because I think that's a side of tennis, a professional tennis, at least that a lot of people have never experienced or never seen. I know Tennis Warehouse has done some fun features in the stringing room, but what's the atmosphere like, and is it? You know, like, do you guys fangirl and fanboy if you get like someone cool's racket in or anything like that? Yeah, I think everyone is slightly different. Uh, there's for sure a lot of uh, different characters around the stringers. You got like the very calm guys that like um, are just doing their work and they are just cranking out uh, each racket, very professional. Then there are others who are 
like they have their favorite players they love to string for but even players have their preferred stringer so when they walk into the room they they check who's there and then they even ask if one or the other can do it because they are familiar with them so that's always what we try to look into as well that we get familiar faces uh, of stringers for the players too yeah we just did a video shoot with with your team on site yesterday uh, in the stringers room we showed our new stringing machine because it's actually Aside of Labor Cup, it's the first time we use it as an official tournament, like all of the new machines, so which is pretty exciting. So far, things are going really well. Um, the machine will be available in the U.S. now starting 2022, which is also exciting news uh, for the people who are listening and who are the, the, the stringers out there. Yeah. Uh, first time that HEAD will offer a stringing machine in the North American market, which is exciting. Exciting for me, too, how people react to it. But yeah, overall... It's it's pretty cool. Like you hear the stories of the stringers across, like fr- from all their travels this year. Like we have one guy in the team. He has the golden slam in stringing, basically. So what? he was he uh, Thomas Stillwell. He actually has made all Grand Slams and the Olympics. So he for sure has a lot of stories to tell of what happened. We got somebody at the front desk, Jim Dows, who is uh, has like. Three out of four Grand Slam done. We have our veteran there who's leading more or less the the stringers team, like the stringers themselves, Julian Lee, who is like um, from the very beginning when we took over the string service here in New Wales, he he was on board. Uh, We we have a new team that is kind of leading up from our US team, Sophia Bott and Felix Schumann. They are doing really great. So it's good to see see new people coming in, um, taking over, being interested. Um, ready to learn, um, listening, and that's pretty exciting. And it's always fun. And it's underestimated by everyone what these people are delivering day by day. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's so crazy. That's really cool to think that like someone has the golden slam and stringing. That's awesome. I've never yeah. even thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's wow. pretty cool. So yeah, stay tuned for that video. Also, we can link that because it is pretty interesting to be in a stringing room at one of these major tournaments, because like you said, there's like some interesting characters. So the the vibe is always a little different. It can be intimidating too, if you're not like a stringer walking in, because that's like your guys's territory. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And it's, it's like, these guys are in within like, uh, 14 days they are basically in that room like 18 hours a day and um, yeah you can imagine that there are ups and downs per day which uh, you have to manage when you're leading the service which the team is doing really great well and also jonathan wolf is going to be so excited about that head stringing machine and that might be a whole nother conversation that's like way above my pay grade (laughs) but i know um the stringers out there will be really interested to hear more about that so maybe we can chat further about that later um we'll get like troy in here booney jonathan and they can just talk all things string machines that's exciting as well yeah sure like I'm I'm always there. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. No no problem. Because of the pandemic, it's been really easy to communicate with people no matter where in the world everyone is. So you're obviously in Austria most of the time, but it's been great to be able to communicate virtually and share. So, well, we're here to talk mostly about head tennis strings. And previously we talked about the Lynx tour and there's something new coming to the Lynx family, but 
And I know in the previous episode, you did this as well, but maybe you can start at the very top of the segmentation of head tennis strings and how they kind of like silo out into their different families. And then we can go from there. Yeah. I mean, we have two, let's say we have pretty much every other brand. We have two big buckets of of strings, which are the monofilaments. Uh, Most people call them polyester or copolyester strings. And then we have the multifilament strings. Uh, in the monofilament strings, we have taken the approach of, let's say, uh, um, three tiers of levels, which starts with the Hawk family, then with the Lynx family, and goes down to the Sonic Pro family. Sonic Pro was one of the first really established head polyester strings in the market, like uh, probably a decade or even longer ago, definitely way before my time at head. Then we expanded uh, the entire thing. We We see more and more players using our strings, like you... You have in the Hawk family, which is definitely for like more or less for the really high performing players. Very, how should I say, like each string has really their key benefits where like the better players, they know exactly what they are looking for and they should be able to find it within the Hawk family. Mm -hmm. So you get like players like Sasha Sparev, Ash Barty, they use a Hawk touch partly with um, some some natural gut uh, in, in, uh, in their setup. Yeah, and then like you have the Lynx family, which established itself because of a very attractive price point, which you also always have to consider when you bring new products to the market, how you want to position it. For sure, we need to have cost in mind and everything. Um, But the Lynx family overall has established itself very well on that. I would call it the mid price point in tennis strings, which is that range from, let's say, 10 to $13 a map for, for a set of strings. And um, we started off with Lynx um, back then, which is a very good co-polyester strings, delivers a lot of benefits for uh, a broad audience of, of players. Um, Lynx Edge was added on, hasn't received as much traction as, as we probably would have expected. Um, always different reasons, um, but that string will discontinue, especially now that Lynx Tour has really picked up really, really well. Um, since we launched it, it became our pretty much our number one selling string in quantities globally. Wow. Um, definitely the podcast helped to get a lot of people to know it. Um, everyone knows a little bit about the player story that, that went, uh, went viral as well two years ago during Indian Wells. We see a lot of traction with our younger players with Lynx Tour. So it's pretty in- interesting if we get an update from our pro player team and we're really working very close uh, with each other uh, you really see that probably 80 85 percent of our players somehow use lynx tour in their setup wow. so you have a player like like musetti who is um he definitely is an established atp player by the time but i would count him to the younger generation he's using lynx tour with um hawk rough uh, as a hybrid setup uh, which is interesting he he got there However, he got there, but he loves it. So we let him play with it. Um, you get other players that mix Lynx Tour with Hawk to get even a little bit more control. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, young youngsters, like in the junior segment, they are playing a full setup of Lynx Tour. So it's it's really developing well for us. And the color played its part. Uh, in the meantime, we introduced a more neutral color with the gray silver uh, and then more uh, flashy color with the orange that, that was launched together with a new radical that also gets really good traction. Nice. I was going to say, I'm not a buyer, so I don't often look at numbers. Numbers aren't really my, my thing or my forte, but does the champagne color outsell 
the yes. other okay yeah <laughs> it's just like there's something sexy like nothing else looks like it uh, nothing else looks like it um in the string world no definitely there is something something to it and i think uh, we have done together with you guys with our seeding program back in the days the experimental packaging mm-hmm. we just got a lot of traction for it and um, I don't think there's always that one reason why a product works well. There are multiple reasons the time needs to be right. And um, yeah, it just worked out with, with this one. And um, I hope we can can build on it with everything that's coming in the future because it doesn't stop with Lynx Tour. There's, it was just a start, basically. Well, and then I guess that's a good segue. So there's been a little bit of buzz out there. This racket has hit um i'm holding the a black racket from head that has some aqua hits and an aqua grip and there are people out there who have gotten seated these rackets to test out and try and they've been sharing their experiences on social media and all of that it's actually even available to demo on the demo court at bmp right now and it already comes strong and there's a string in the racket that is already building some buzz and chatter. So let's talk about it. Yeah, I hope the racket also gets uh, good feedback. <laughs> from what I hear from the demo court here at the BMP, like it, it is really well received. It says you got this on the side. Yes, and like hover, hopefully everyone yes. get it, gets it um, <laughs> because it's, it's a really fascinating frame to hit with and everyone who has the chance should get their hands on it to, to really try it. And as you said, we... With this racket and the consumer we want to attract with it, we also thought about um, a new kind of uh, string concept. It's it's not like we didn't reinvent the wheel, to be honest. It's not that it's like completely new, the idea or anything. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very honest about it. But we thought um, we wanted to dig deeper in it, how to perfectionize maybe what, what has been out there, what I had been working on in the past with certain concepts. So that string was basically designed for players that love the feeling of a hybrid string in general. And talking here about a hybrid, I'm talking about a polyester multi or natural gut hybrid setup. And what I realized like traveling around the world, doing workshops, talking to people is that, yes, there are a lot of benefits for hybrids, um, arm challenges, uh, more power, better touch, like you you name it, everyone Mm -hmm. has their reason why they want to play a, a hybrid. But a lot of players that don't break the string, they will realize over a certain period of time that their racket might deform because both strings in a hybrid, they act different in terms of tension maintenance. So multifilament or natural gut will always keep the tension longer and the elasticity longer than a monofilament string. So what you realize if you have, for example, a hybrid setup with a natural gut on the mains, like probably after two and a half, three months, if you play with it, which I don't even recommend that somebody should play as long with a hybrid string, but it happens. We all know this (laughs) big topic in the world of tennis. The racket would deform. It would get shorter, which will have impact um, on your sweet spot, uh, which then will have impact on your arm. You won't feel it right away, but like kind of it builds up, it adds up to it and you, you don't want this to happen actually. So we thought about a string and, Monofilaments are super popular because of the low friction, like less movement of the string, like you don't have to straighten the string all the time, your fingers don't hurt, as we know all know it from synthetic gut or from like any other multifilament string. It gets painful, especially if you string on tighter tensions or tighter string patterns. So that, that string, which is going to be called Lynx Touch, um, is coming with this seating racket and will 
be introduced once the seeding racket gets unveiled officially in what it is. And I won't steal any thunder here. <laughs> um, but the, the, the string has an interesting concept. So like uh, it has a, a black core that is a softer um, monofilament part. And it has a more or less translucent outer um, extrusion, also a monofilament. So the whole idea is like if you hit really hard, if you really swing fast, you get more of the benefits of that stiffer outer um, part. Uh, out of the outer extrusion part and if you need that kind of extra touch that extra feel for example slicing the ball or volleying the ball or like for for any stops or whatsoever like the the core will more or less take over it, it's hard to describe but that's kind of the concept where we how we wanted to put um, two things into one string so we take away the downsides of, of a hybrid string Okay. Awesome. And I have to admit, uh, Jonathan has been stringing this in my racket of choice for a few months now. So I have gotten some extensive playing time with this string and often he will put string in my racket and not really tell me what the situation is or what's going on, but he just wants my feedback. He's tried it in several different tensions and I'm actually like very tempted to make a full-time switch in rackets to a new prestige that's coming. Oh, nice. Um, I have to admit, like I'm obsessed with the new prestige tour, but I haven't tried it in there yet. And I'm like asking him, like, can you, can you string it up for me? I am not normally someone that likes a softer setup per se, but I've been enjoying the string its playability is really nice. And because I do have firmer rackets and higher string setups, it's like super comfortable. The string bed's super consistent. And something that I've noticed is the durability has been really solid as well. Can you speak a little bit about the performance of the string and what people can expect without even trying it? Like, what is it going to feel like compared to other strings that they might've tried? Yeah, I mean, this goes along with probably another question that uh, might come up is like, where does it fit into the Lynx family and why yeah. did you do another addition to, to Lynx and Lynx Tour? So we wanted something that's kind of a little bit in between or even has more touch to it, like a more like a softer impact feel. Um, some people might want to say that it has a longer dwell time. So the ball pocketing is kind of longer that you, you realize or you experience a better feel because you you get the sensation that the ball stays longer in your string bed mm -hmm. um, a more precise feedback probably here um, that string will will give most players and it's definitely on the softer side like it's and and there's always the big challenge the softer you go with the string um, the more complicated it gets with tension maintenance um, the more um, complicated it gets with um, durability as you say but and there you always have to find a balance. Mm -hmm. um, there is no secret sauce that you can get everything always in one string. And it, I think that shouldn't be even the approach because otherwise there would only be one or two strings out there and like people could choose from it. But yeah, it's, it, it, it really gives a, a very nice touch. I think what you mentioned is like on more of a softer racket, it has a special feel to it. Um, me personally, I tried it a lot and tested a lot on the Extreme Tour which like is a more crisp frame to play with. And that string helps to soften up that and, and gives it a really nice touch 
without losing the crispiness that that the frame actually delivers. And I hear that from a lot of guys in our and girls from our, uh, us in in the office in Austria as well, uh, and also from playtesters around the world that are now receiving the string. Nice. Um, I have like this philosophical question that Jadub and I were bouncing around uh, yesterday, <laughs> and I'm curious, scary now. I'm curious how you're going to answer it. Um, at least to me, it sounds philosophical. What gives a string such great touch? Like, how do you? How does that? <laughs> We debate the uh, word touch in tennis all the time. So <laughs> yeah, and it's it's always like it's always a perception thing, right? Like it's mm-hmm. there is no statistics that you necessarily can put down. Uh, like if even if you compare it, if you go to a restaurant and you eat a good steak or like you eat good fries or whatsoever, everyone will perceive it different, you know. Yeah. And um, like a good chef will not tell his recipe, right? So <laughs> good answer. Uh, I, so I, I need to circle around here around this question a little bit. But definitely it's like um, we we call it like um, or what you can say is like the balance you add like impact modifiers to the string. I mean, the reason why the strings are called co-polyester means co means there are additives in the string. And we work with our factories very close and also our R&D team to find new additives, to find new additions that we can add to the string that changes the touch and feel to where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of where where the secret comes from, from, to find the right balance here between what you put into the string and how you balance it out in the, in the recipe. Like, nice. Yeah, I like that. No, that's a good answer. And then I just also want to confirm this is a co-polyester. This is not a, a multi-filament. It's not because nope. we're starting to see some of those trends too, like multi-filament trying to be more control oriented, like polyesters, but not polyester. This is strictly co-poly. Yeah, I mean, I see this too, like that a lot of brands are trying it, that mainly the brands that have also a, a, a very good heritage within multi-filament strings, they are, mm-hmm. they are trying to combine let's say the best of both worlds as well more coming from their heritage with multi-filament strings maybe but like um, me personally and our team in austria we kind of um, wanted to go more into that co-extrusion polyester direction and honestly speaking we also wanted to keep it simple in terms of how we present the string and what we do i mean you can always put out technology names and all this stuff but like I can just recommend everyone out there get in touch with you guys at TW and now hopefully your emails at customer service will get will explode that everyone is <laughs> requesting a demo set of Lynx Touch. Yes. And I hope uh, as many people as possible will just love what they feel because as I said it's perception, you know, like we can talk it all day long, like you need to feel it so get get your hands on it. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Um, I also am curious. Well, it is one of those strings too that when you have it installed in your racket, it looks a lot cooler than when you're just looking at it on the website or even in the packaging, um, because it does have that darker black core and then that translucent um, exterior. It kind of has. I don't even know how to explain it, but. Did you guys play around with different colors? Is this a yes. color? Yeah, okay. How did that so, process go? Um, so like for sure, black is always neutral. So like first thing you try is going with, with a black core. Like the idea was because we wanted to go into that hybrid field direction, we wanted to make it look like a hybrid. Like mm-hmm. from a technology mm-hmm. point of view, it's like the two different, like you got the core and the outer, which is a hybrid, meaning two different things. 
And then at the same time, you also want to have a different look uh, in the string bed, which means depending on how you hold the racket and what your light is on court, sometimes the main string will look black, sometimes the cross string will look black. Um, so it's, it's, it can look much different than, than what you are used to, which makes it fun to look at. Yeah, it's been fun. I keep referencing it as, um, I don't know if you had this growing up, but those hyper color shirts and anyone that was born in the early eighties in the United States knows what I'm talking about, but they used to be like one color. And if you got hot, they would change color. But so like, that's kind of like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, it's, it looks blacker. Sometimes it's translucent. So yeah, it's been pretty cool to kind of look at the different color setups in my racket. That sounds silly, but you know, no, it's it's a pretty cool, cool looking string as well, without being totally fancy on the color side. So it's it is at the end relatively neutral and will fit to a lot of rackets out there. Yes, definitely. Um, it, when does it officially launch? Are you able to say? Um, that's actually a good question, and you might have caught me on the wrong foot. But like, it will launch together with the racket. Uh, I think beginning of the year, January timeframe should be should be correct. Awesome. And then, of course, we will get lots of questions. Is it going to be available in several gauges? And it will be like one color, basically, that um, transparent black, what we called it. Always tough to find like proper names. Yeah. Um, And it will be two gauges. We will start with 16 and 17 gauge. Yeah. Okay. We didn't want to like because of the construction and this question might come up. uh, If 18 gauge is something we would consider. Um, it's difficult with this construction to go very thin because okay. then the playability actually changes too much to something we don't want this string to play like. So that makes sense. I have not yet hit it, but have you tried it in a hybrid yet? Wait, like, so <laughs> let me back up. Not a traditional hybrid. We're starting to see more poly poly hybrids. I keep saying yeah. that like the next gen is bringing the poly poly hybrid. Um, so actually one of our hitters of this racket has Lynx Tour with Lynx Touch. Have you tried that yet? Uh, yes, I tried it. And also one of my colleagues here in the uh, team in the US, um, he actually, this is his favorite, his has become his favorite setup. Um, he just loves the additional impact feel. Um, he loves that kind of spin and everything that he gets through Lynx Tour and kind of that crisp feel, but he loves the additional impact feel that he gets with that additional poly and he's he's also a guy like that grew up with full poly so like making those guys switch to a let's say a hybrid out of poly and multi is always a little bit more difficult because the feel is so different and with with that combination it kind of like stays in your alley but like gives you the additional benefits that you might be looking for um and then of course the question that always comes up will there be any tour support or will you guys be seeding this out to any of the players on tour or kind of reserving it more for us mere mortals <laughs> we we will definitely use the um off season to hand it out to players but uh, honestly speaking i don't have a lot of expectations to it that that really like high performing players are in. it might be a little bit too soft for them to mm-hmm. be honest mm-hmm. uh, i can see it being used in in hybrid setups with with polys uh, that's definitely something that players might want to try like even a hawk like a super stiff one combined with this one will be very interesting to play with uh, where i can see and what where we're going to focus on is is juniors so like the younger kids uh 12 and 12 13 14 years old 
it's going to be a super interesting string for them because it's uh, it, it delivers the comfort. It's not harsh on the arm. Um, still, they would get the control they need, um, less breakages um, than on multi. So that's certainly something we would go for and look at. Nice. That's what I was going to say. How do you kind of see this growing? And that makes a lot of sense, like getting it in juniors rackets and being able to introduce them to poly strings without introducing them to discomfort and all the other things that sometimes come along with that. Are there any other strings in the market that you see competing with this? And you don't have to name the names or anything, but are are there other options out there? Or is this pretty unique and kind of sits on its own right now? Like if you want to compare it, there there is um, like from a Belgium tennis brand or a string brand, there is something out there that might follow a similar concept or a similar idea. I think um, also from a French bigger brand, there is something out there right now that is probably targeting the same consumer group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will see what what people tell. I mean, the truth will come from the market and from players what the feedback is uh, is like. I'm personally pretty confident with what we have put out there right now and what people can be testing soon. Um, so so let's see. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> it is just our interpretation of it's uh, it's what we wanted to do, and that's what we go for. So awesome. Um, anything else that we should be aware of with this string? What are some of the other things like that the string geeks need to know? I think we pretty much covered everything like tension for sure. Like what we see here and uh, circling back to your question about the string room, what we see here is that for a lot of players like the string tension is actually rather going down than going up. Um, it's also something where you can see that most players try to get like either an additional impact feel Plus, um, like the new materials that are out there combined with the new frames and and rackets, just give them enough control so they can go down with it to have a better touch and feel. Um, Definitely also a topic for for regular players. Like I personally, I'm a huge fan of the lower tensions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like it's actually much more fun to play with it. It has a better sound. It's less less pingy. and, And that goes for any poly or multi actually. And you you have more benefits and downsides going going lower attention. Good that you brought that up because one of the questions that we generated from the Talk Tennis message board, someone had asked what heads take was on a lower tension. And if you guys would ever create a string that was specifically made to be used at lower tensions, like 40 and below. So if you want to take that on, you basically kind of already answered it. But uh, what's heads take? And we're going to use you're going to be speaking for head Dennis, your, your head, <laughs> head stake on um, stringing poly at low tensions. Yeah. As I said, like me, I personally, I really like it. I think it gives a, um, an additional feel, especially if you are used to in general to play with poly. So like I also grew up with polyester uh, less than was, uh, was multifilament strings. Uh, I really like it. Um, it again, also because of the sound, uh, you need to decide for yourself because it also depends a lot on which string pattern are you playing, uh, which racket are you playing with. So like I'm always struggling to give like a rule of thumb basically out there like this is the way you have to go. This is the best ever and what so it's it's in my opinion always difficult. I hear a lot of players now that they want to do pre-stretch on monofilament strings, which is also well, if it works for you, it might not work for others mm-hmm. because you like deaden out the string a little bit. But like I hear that 
because if you have a super fast swing, it might make sense for your game. It might make sense in the combination of your racket. Um, I think you can play pretty much every uh, monofilament string on a on a low tension. Mm -hmm. It always depends on the racket and then frequencies of the string on different tensions combined with the racket frequencies. But that's probably going to get too technical right now. (laughs) Well, and then it just all comes back to feel and what you as an individual feel like and feel. I I like to feel like I'm hitting with a board. You like yeah. to feel like you're hitting with something nice and soft. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, I always um, like refer to food or cars. Like some people like it mild. Some people like it hot eating. And <laughs> exactly. Some other people <laughs> love the comfortable car. Some people love the sports car. It's like, you need to figure out what's good for you. And I think the, the beauty of today's tennis market and especially like the product offering that you guys are giving not only from us, but from everyone, gives everyone the opportunity to find the perfect setup for themselves. For sure. My smile is going to be bigger if it's all head, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, even if you've never strung below 40 pounds, it's definitely something you should try. Even if you absolutely hate it and cut it out, like to experience that sensation, it's so, it is so different and it's something so easy that you can control. So we're all about um, trying different things and exactly like you said, figuring out what you like and all of the above. We got a few other questions on some head related things. And I think there are a few people out there hoping that you can answer these. Um, I, hope. I hope so. What's the best head hybrid to replace IntelliTour since that's been discontinued in the States? Yeah, that's probably a difficult one. Like I know <laughs> that there I know that there are fans out there, but like unfortunately, and that's how the world turns, like from a business perspective, you sometimes have to look at numbers. You you have to look at if it still makes sense to continue to to have all these offerings. Because at the same time, like if you have too many strings in your portfolio and in general, and especially the string market is huge compared, like it's even bigger than the racket market, uh, different offerings. So we, we took that tough decision because it was has been an established string uh, over many years. It is ribbon-based, um, so like it's hard to find like a full replacement for it. But definitely anything com- monofilament combined with velocity will probably get close to it. Uh, rib control is still out there that, that, that people could try. So like there is probably not that one-on-one, like go with this one and it's your perfect choice. But it's time to experiment, just like we were talking yeah. about with tensions. So unfortunately, yeah. no clean answer on that one, but that's okay. No, it's, <laughs> I've got another it's main. It's not always possible to have like that. This is it. That's, it's all good. Um, Whoever asked a question, I hope they are not mad at me now. <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe we'll send them a set of uh, links touch and see. That's a good call. That's yeah, good... <laughs> see if yeah. That, that might help get them going somewhere new. Um, also change is really hard for tennis players. Like just oh, saying, <laughs> yeah, don't tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. You could tell us stories, especially working with pro players. But, um, another question that came up a lot actually was about links Tour, and the people are like obsessed with it, but now they want it in, uh, more gauges and the U S market currently only has 16 and 17 gauge. Can we expect to see, Thinner gauges in Lynx Tour. 
Uh, in general, yes. Like all the three colorways will be available in in 18 gauge. Um, unfortunately, right now it's it's tough to to um, give a full timeline. It has to do with what everyone reads in the media uh, about um, supply chain challenges. Um, so we also try to um, be mindful of that. What we had uh, when we add what. Um, so focus here was really to make sure we have Lynx Touch in the market at the time the new uh, frame launches. Um, but there will be a Lynx tour in, in 18 gauge. Nice. I know people will be very excited about that. Um, another question that kind of goes in that same category is someone was asking, why does Lynx tour, and this came up a few times, why does Lynx tour feel heavier and thicker than other polys in the same gauge? Yeah, it's it's always like what you what you put down as measurement. So since it has the the edges and stuff, so like it it can feel slightly thicker mm-hmm. um, due to the texture of, of the string. But in general, we keep the production pretty narrow to like what to the specifications. But it definitely can happen. Okay. Yeah. You have um, a tolerance there too. I was gonna say, and then even like gauges. Uh, the measuring of gauges can change from brand to brand as well. So. Yeah, and like some use it even as a marketing tool. If you see it, like they put out like 16L instead of 17 or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And like the perception is then that it might last longer or whatsoever, but it's still also a 125 millimeter, which, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We probably could spend an on- ongoing all podcast about this fact too. I, yeah, I think we could. <laughs> Someone was asking, what are the top selling head strings? Uh, it sounds like Lynx Tour is doing quite well. Yeah, it's definitely Lynx Tour is up there. Uh, Hawk Touch is doing really well. Sonic Pro is established, uh, definitely also. Velocity is crushing it on the multifilament side. Mm-hmm. I think we, I'm pretty confident to say that we probably have one of the best offerings out there on this price point in the multifilament section. Synthetic gut um, from head is has always been up there too uh, the past couple of years, especially when another brand like opened that door a little bit for others to to walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, we are pretty happy with the development of our string portfolio in general. Um, certainly, it could always be more. Like we are. We are all coming more or less from an athlete background. So you want to have wins. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You don't want to just reach the final. You want to win the final. So like we are battling our way up in the, in the rankings in in sales and um, perception for sure. Um, Now a question from me, what trends are you seeing? Maybe you'll see it this week at the, in the stringing room on the pro level. And then what trends are you seeing right now with strings at the not recreation level, but like more us, you know, players that don't play pro. For the pros, like the product they are using is not changing as much. It's really more the tension related things or the combination that um, players start using, like either looking for more touch or looking for more control. Mm -hmm. But it's not really that anything super new is entering the stringing room. For the recreational player, uh, as I said, from our perspective, Velocity is really doing well uh, mm-hmm. for those kind of players. On the junior side, it's Lynx Tour, it's Lynx, and and I hope uh, Lynx Touch will be up there too. And Lynx Touch will be really an interesting string for a lot of tennis players on, let's say, both ends of the spectrum. Okay, awesome. And then this doesn't have to do with strings, but I know you're a bit of a shoe geek. Any new shoes? <laughs> Have you gone and shopping this week at all yet? Oh, yes. Yes. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, I had some uh, uh, a, f- a few chances to hit some sneaker stores uh, yes. around Los Angeles and, and also in Boston. And like, 
yeah, I need to see how I pack it up and getting back to Europe on the weekend. But yeah, it unfortunately happens. Nice. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's always fun. Did you hit up like, is it Kith in LA that has like. Yeah, was a, I, that's where I go. Like, then there's uh, Undefeated. You got, you got Union. Like, uh, a lot of those brands are based actually or out of LA. I mean, Kith is from New York, but like, they only have a store, also have a store in LA. It's always fun to see what they do, how they display products, how they showcase product, how they tell the story. I think partly tennis can learn a lot from like, let's say the streetwear or fashion industry on how to present products and to get attention to product. Yes. And if you ever have a chance to run into Dennis at a tournament, you'll notice he's always got cool kicks on like always. <laughs> so Trying. Yeah. Trying my best. There's a few people in the industry that definitely like step it up in terms of footwear. So yeah. Clearly, clearly. I mean, you see it on the tennis shoes as well. I mean, like they, uh, I think there are some nice products out there. Um, our team is doing a great job. I think we, we really see a good growth in our uh, footwear business, nice designs. Uh, the fit has improved tremendously. Um, like we have uh, more and more pro players using our footwear as well with Marin Cilic, like as the number one guy basically in our team also wearing head sportswear. So that's also something where we as a brand completely de um, develop ourselves and prepare ourselves for the future. And who hasn't stepped in and had footwear yet should definitely give it a try as well and, and see if it's an alternative for what they have been using for many years, probably. Yeah, no, that's a good shout out to the footwear. We definitely agree that more people should try it and get it on their feet because there's not many people who have tried it that don't like those shoes. And once you start wearing them, you're kind of like, okay, I'm not going to switch back out. And there's something for everyone. If you're looking for a speed shoe or something more comfortable, they've got a bunch of options. And like Dennis mentioned, the fit's really great. Um, no complaints there either. So that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's really exciting. I will pass it on to the footwear <laughs> team because they will have, be very happy to hear because like, I know like my colleague, Simon Carlos, our developer, Michael, they are, they are um, grinding and, and trying to improve constantly as well, which is great to see as well. Yeah. And it's exciting to see HUD as a brand, like everything kind of like coming together, like the rackets that we're seeing right now, the prestigious launch um, as we're recording, just launch very soon in the next couple of weeks. And those have been a sneak peek. I don't, again, I don't know when this episode's going to air, but those were very well received by our team in the United States. And um, I know I love the prestige tour. I can't stop talking about it. I've been hitting it a bunch. And then yeah. even this new racket, I don't even, the, you got this racket. I don't even know what to call it, but you got this. Let's That's call it. You fun. got this. Yeah. <laughs> you got this. I mean, there are names out there on the message boards already, but like, I won't say it. I won't say it. Um, so it is exciting to see you guys just kind of like build some excitement in the industry. We need more of that. Yeah, we're trying our best. I mean, we are all passionate. Uh, everyone uh, at headquarters, everyone in the countries, if you talk to like you guys talk very regularly to our US team, everyone is passionate about the product, um, passionate about the brand. And we constantly uh, challenge ourselves for for improvements. And it's it's really true. It sounds like um, I'm saying this out of a as a marketing slogan or something, but uh, 
you can trust me and you can trust the entire team that we really do this and what's coming in 2022 and even further 2023, 2024, that's as far ahead as we look at it. Um, there is more exciting stuff coming from us and, and people can expect us to step up even more. Nice. Uh, that sounds like a promise. I'm here it, for it. It is a promise. <laughs> like we will, we will talk next year latest on the podcast about a bunch of new stuff that's nice. coming. Cool. I look forward to it. Um, I also know we're probably going to get our hands on some more of these sample sets yeah. of links touch. So I'd love to give some out to some of the podcast listeners. If you guys email me at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com, we'll set you up with some links touch string and we would love to hear your feedback as well. And that will be so awesome to see if you agree with anything that we said or think we're full of it. Uh, hopefully you agree though. Yeah. We, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the audience will allow me to come back. Yeah. Maybe that I'm would be the follow-up. Tired, tired of me talking about everything. No, we love it. It's awesome. Um, anything else before we wrap this up? Not from my side. Many thanks for having the opportunity to to talk to you, to answer questions from the message board. And as you know, like I'm always there. If if messages or if questions pile up, uh, like we can we can connect on it and yes. do another session if needed. For sure, that would be great. Always happy to have you. It's always great chatting with you and everyone from your team. And happy yeah. hitting with Links Touch and you got this. <laughs> yeah, and I will I will go back to the stringing room now and do some work and probably get my hands on it as well. Nice, love that. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining Dennis and anyone Thank listening you. that wants to reach out and ask any further questions and try out Links Touch, be sure to email us and yeah, happy hitting. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Thanks, TW. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, happy hitting. Happy hitting.